The corruption scandal has swirled around him for months, but never at this intensity. Addressing the nation, Benjamin Netanyahu was determined to project resilience and confidence. Shalom and welcome back to another episode of Israel Policy Forum's Matzav podcast. I'm Eli Koaz, Communications Director. And I'm Evan Gottesman, Communications Associate. So it's been quite a week for Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, hasn't it, Evan? Yes, it has. On Tuesday, the Israel police concluded um, investigations that were over a year in the works into a number of Netanyahu's corruption affairs and recommended indictments in two cases. There's case 1000, which involves Netanyahu receiving expensive gifts from a wealthy donor, Arnold Milchan, in exchange for political favors. And then there's case 2000, which involves Netanyahu trying to curry favorable coverage from prominent Israeli newspaper Yediot Achronot in exchange for passing legislation that would be favorable to Yediot, namely uh, curbing the circulation of the free uh, Sheldon Adelson-funded Yisrael Hayom. So it only makes sense to get a Netanyahu expert on the phone to break this all down. Um, We are happy to be joined by Ben Kaspit, journalist uh, for Ma'ariv, and writes in English for the Jerusalem Post and Al Monitor. Uh, He is also the author of The Netanyahu Years, a fascinating biography of Benjamin uh, Netanyahu. Uh, It was released in English in July, and it was released in Hebrew two weeks ago. So, Ben, can you start by just telling us a bit about uh, the book and about your coverage of Netanyahu and why this book has been such a big success uh, in Israel? You know, uh, we used to say that timing uh, is very important in life, but I think in this case, timing is uh, almost everything. Because when when I started uh, working about uh, on, on this book four years ago, uh, no one imagined that uh, we'll have a, a police investigation against uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, and uh, suddenly uh, we had one, and then two, and. Uh, timing of the, the Hebrew edition uh, released in Israel actually was three days after someone linked, leaked to one of the media outlets Walla, a, a tape of Mrs. Netanyahu and then ten days before the release of the police recommendations uh, to indict Netanyahu in the charges of bribery. So timing was very good, even I think excellent and when the when people ask me how long do, do i work on, on this book i usually usually say four years but i think I, i'm following netanyahu since he came back to israel after his a, a u.n mission in 1988 and i think the the, the book is a total summary uh, of all the things i learned uh, following Netanyahu all these years in his political career, uh, uh, watching him become the, the number one political magician in Israel until uh, these days. Now, before you uh, your book was released in Israel, 
Um, and before this past week with the police recommendations for an indictment against Netanyahu, how did you see things panning out for him? And have your expectations changed since the recommendations were made? Recommendations, I think, changed the, the ball game and started, the, I think, the, the final countdown. I, I, I don't see Netanyahu getting away with it because uh, the, there is not uh, any discussion about the facts. I think even Netanyahu and his lawyers agree on the facts that were revealed in the, in the investigation. So we are right now in a political uh, timeline, and uh, if, if you remember, uh, Netanyahu's predecessor, uh, Mr. Ehud Olmert, was also under investigations. Uh, he, he did not wait to the political recommendations. He resigned before because of political pressure. But this happened because uh, Ehud Olmert's uh, immune system was badly hurt uh, during the Second Lebanon War. Netanyahu's immune system system is very strong. He's a popular prime minister. The, the situation of the state of Israel uh, in all the fronts, economically, uh, security, everything is holding. The Israeli public is generally set, uh, satisfied and happy. So Netanyahu is fighting. But I don't think... Uh, the fight can be won by him, although he's the ultimate uh, winner and comeback kid of the Israeli politics. I think some, somewhere in the, in the way there will be enough uh, critical mass that will, uh, will force Netanyahu to step away. But uh, we have to, uh, to warn with Netanyahu, I think the cemeteries are full with people that uh, thought he's finished and he's still here with us. So it's going to be a very interesting year in, in Israel uh, the next year. Definitely. Um, you mentioned uh, Sarah Netanyahu's uh, tape was uh, released uh, 10 days before, before the book or something. Was it 10 days or three days? Three days. Three days before the, the, the launch of the book. And in the book, you talk a lot about... Uh, Sarah Netanyahu and their relationship and how over time they kind of become almost one person. Can you can you talk maybe a bit more for our audience about the influence you think Sarah has on uh, on Bibi's decision making and how and how things go? Yes, this is the most popular question I, I face everywhere I go in in every language in in any place in, in on the globe. Because the, the the it's a power couple. I think we never had such a, a, a unique power couple in Israel, and it used to be a secret. But the, during the years, it came more and more public. And right now, I think no one denies it anymore that uh, Mrs. Netanyahu is actually uh, she shares her husband's uh, power. And uh, she, she had a lot of, uh, from her, her husband's, uh, uh, I, 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 I'll say the, the following. Even Uzi Arad has already uh, said that uh, Sarah Netanyahu is dealing with things that uh, she, she's not supposed to deal, uh, talking about uh, nominating people, uh, flying abroad, to, uh, to, to uh, formal visits, 
and and Bibi is actually proud in uh, his wife's role uh, helping him manage uh, managing the state of Israel and uh, if you want to get something it's it's not a secret even if you're a minister that you should first of all consult her and get her permission and if you ask yourself why for example the minister of uh, Of justice or the Minister of Education Naftali Bennett cannot join the Prime Minister when he's flying abroad, cannot step on board of what we call Air Force One, the Prime Minister's airplane, it's only because of Sarah Netanyahu's refusal to let them come near her and, and I think it's really a unique relationship between two persons that that came during the years became almost one and I think Sarah is the only person on earth that Bibi really trusts and uh, because he has a bit of paranoid uh, a, a system in his uh, behavior she knows exactly how to how to activate uh, uh, I think she, she has the the keys to, to the to the BB machine and she uses it very smartly and the uh, things that I, I was writing about 20 years ago 10 years ago and no one believed now I think everyone even the Likudniks in Israel know that uh, BB and Sarah is the same it's the same person and when when I'm asked listen what what does she has Uh, maybe uh, in, in, in a small black box that that she threatens Netanyahu with and he's so f- afraid of her and he's, uh, he's forced to, to let her uh, manage things. I don't think that we have, a, we have, we have such a box. I think it, it's authentic. When Netanyahu swears in Sarah's name and, and preaches to almost any, anyone uh, to, to listen to her, to obey her, Uh, she's an asset, she's so smart. Mossad wanted to recruit her and I refused. I think he's telling his truth. I think he will easily succeed in a, in a lie detector test when he's uh, uh, talking about it. So uh, there is no way, no other way than to believe this is all very, very authentic. So... You mentioned in speaking about Sarah and, and um, about the Netanyahu family generally that the way they run the prime minister's office, the way they run their political enterprise, and, and the way they manage their own uh, political party, the Likud, um, is very centralized. So um, if your predictions end up holding true and if, um, you know, if he, he, he's forced to exit and he'll have, he'll have to finish at some point, um, what happens to the Likud next? What happens... Uh, when Bibi and Sarah um, are, are out of the picture? Uh, yes, this is the, the most uh, uh, important question right now if we're talking about Israeli politics, is what next? And it depends in, in, in the scenario that will, uh, will uh, get Netanyahu out. Is he going to run in another election? And then uh, step out of his office, or is it going to happen before next election in Israel? Uh, the due date for the next election in Israel is uh, November 2019, so we still have got some time. And uh, the, the reason to, to, to this is that 
one of the major players in the in this game is Gidon Saar who is not a, Liku, a Knesset member right now so if Netanyahu will be forced out before election there is a scenario that someone from Likud the current Likud members of Knesset will replace him as the prime minister Gidon Saar cannot do it uh, you cannot be a prime minister in Israel if you're not a member of the Knesset so uh, for Gidon Saar the best scenario is that it will all happen after the next election is he came back and he will uh, compete in the next Likud primaries and I guess he will get somewhere between the first uh, place or or third place and then he will be a legitimate uh, competitor for the Netanyahu's uh, crown after it but if it happens before a guy like uh, Yuli Adelstein and of course Israel Katz Minister of uh, Transportation and Intelligence are very uh, strong uh, competitors uh, and, uh, and but Gidon Saar looks right now as the strongest Likud uh, competitor uh, in case of Netanyahu steps away uh, another scenario that can happen is coming back home uh, of people that left, left it because of Netanyahu I'm talking about Moshe Kachron Minister of, uh, of uh, Treasury, and even guys like Naftali Bennett and Avigdor Yvette Lieberman. Everyone in Israel knows that the best platform uh, to become a prime minister is Likud. With all due respect to the, the Jewish house, Abayta Yudi, and to Israel Pitenu uh, of uh, Lieberman, they all dream at night of becoming the leaders of Likud. Kahlon will never come back to Likud when Netanyahu is still there. He's worried when he left. And uh, Lieberman, but Lieberman and Bennett need Netanyahu if they want to, 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 to join Likud. Bennett was never in Likud, but Lieberman, Lieberman was. Inside the Likud, you have very powerful... Uh, 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 forces that will try to deny them to come back. People like Israel Katz and Gidon Saar. But if Bibi is bringing them back home, then it's possible. So the, the game is very complicated. You have to be an expert in Israeli complicated politics in, in if you want to understand all the interests and the, and the combinations that are possible. But uh, the fight of, uh, the fight is, uh, is already on and uh, they all look at Netanyahu but they all know that maybe it's still not the end of the Netanyahu era but it's the beginning of the end and it's interesting because Bennett was the only uh, coalition uh, leader of a, co- a party that's the member of, uh, of uh, the coalition that came out that was kind of critical of Netanyahu after the police uh, recommendations, uh, saying that it was ir- it's irresponsible for a uh, prime minister to be receiving uh, gifts. The other question I wanted to ask was, so you had the police recommendations, then the day after, on both Channel 10 and Ch- Channel 12, the polls had the Netanyahu and the Likud in the exact same spot, winning elections somewhat uh, convincingly. And there was really uh, no change. 
So it's clear that Netanyahu has this, let's say, 25 to 30% base that will support him no matter what. Do you think that base is still there without Netanyahu? First he arrived, and the Likud was not uh, heard, uh, almost it was not heard after the the recommendations. But uh, I, I'll give you some background. I, I talked to the pollsters, and the undecided uh, uh, percentage is a lot, a lot bigger. And they, they, they still, they, they are uh, cutting it, uh, they, they are based on the, the previous uh, details. So I, I think something is happening in the Likud electorate, but it's not, it's not there yet. But don't look at the mandates. Look at the personal numbers of Mr. Netanyahu in all the polls, including a fresh one uh, this, uh, that was released today in the uh, my uh, papers, the Jerusalem Post and Ma'ariv. In all the, the questions about Netanyahu, who do you believe, the police of Netanyahu? Uh, do you think that Mr. Netanyahu is corrupt? Do you think Mr. Netanyahu has to step away? There is a majority against him. So I think Looking at the, the the number of mandates right, right now is is premature. The the electorate in Israel is uh, I think it's, it's it's under shock. They they don't want to to, to replace Likud. Don't re- forget that a few days before we had this incident in the northern uh, front with uh, with the, the F-16 that was uh, was shot uh, by the, the Syrians. But but, but generally. The public gave good marks, including myself, to the way that the government and the cabinet and the the IDF and Netanyahu and Lieberman uh, handled this crisis. So people are, don't still don't look at, at the, around and see the, the the next Netanyahu. So they are confused. But you see that the, personally, when they are asked about his behavior and about all the suspicions and and the recommendations. He doesn't have it. There are some bad signs for him out there. I think we, we should look at the polls when we will be around uh, the, the election. Uh, I think Yair Lapid is going to uh, recruit at least one general. And Avi Gabay did not say the last word. And we don't know where uh, Moshe Kahlon will, uh, will run. Will he join Lapid or run independently? So... The political uh, map is not uh, is not solid yet, so I don't uh, look a lot on the on the mandates, especially because of the the very high level of undecided. But I look on the personal questions, and when you look there, you you see a lot of problems for uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. So speaking of Lapid, um, one of the things that uh, came out um, in the recent days amid all the polls and the news about uh, Netanyahu's corruption scandal, is that you have Yair Lapid, uh, the leader of the centrist Yeshatid party, and once, um, and still is one of his the main contenders to uh, replace Netanyahu as prime minister, is now also a key state witness um, in the case against Netanyahu. Um, how does that play into the, the electoral prospects and how things turn out when Israelis head to the, the voting booths. Um, the fact that Yair Lapid is not only a political contender, someone who, who's vying to replace Netanyahu as prime minister, but is also someone who would 
potentially be facing him down in the courtroom um, over his corruption scandals. Yes, this is a card that Netanyahu is using uh, in a very talented way. We know Netanyahu is the best card player, uh, card player in the political Israeli political system, and the fact that Yair Lapid, as the minister of the, the treasury, uh, testified against him is uh, used by all uh, of Netanyahu uh, backers and allies as uh, the ultimate proof that we are uh, actually watching not a, a clean police uh, inquiry and investigation, but a, a putsch or a coup. Uh, the people are trying to oust Netanyahu from power and to replace the Likud uh, from political reasons. Uh, if you're checking the facts, it's false. But uh, but uh, Netanyahu, when when he realized in, uh, in that the evening that the recommendations were released, that Lapid is there, he, uh, he, he, he was the, the, the first to recognize, as he likes to say about himself, that this is an asset, and he, right now he's using this asset in uh, a very skillful manner, and even the, 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 the leader of the coalition, Knesset uh, member Dudi Amsalem, was uh, standing there in the, in the Knesset and calling Lapid names. Uh, in a language that uh, reminds me the, you know, the, the mafia language. But the, the facts are that Lapid is not a key witness. Lapid was called to testify after the police uh, already knew everything because everything was down there in the Ari Harrow uh, diaries. And uh, there are many, many uh, uh, witnesses that uh, witnessed before Lapid, but he was the Minister of Treasury, and he was the guy that heard, heard for, uh, from Aaron Milchan the, 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 the question or the appeal to, uh, to add this Milchan statute or Milchan law that uh, we are talking about. So there was no other way than to testify Lapid. And politically, it's, it's, it's a treasure for Netanyahu that, that now we can at least uh, try to convince his followers that this is not a clean uh, investigation, but uh, a, an attempt to have a coup in Israel. So, uh, the, you know, the, the, the night is still young and we'll hear, hear a lot about it, but I think when the public will realize all the testimonies and the material that the police collected, I think uh, people that will want to know the truth will be aware that uh, La Yair Lapidi was not aware of uh, of this story before he was called to testify. And the only way, the only thing he could do, he could do is tell the police the truth. And this is what he did. And, and to put it in perspective, I think uh, Yair Lapid was one of 80 witnesses, and witnesses included other Likud uh, ministers. I think Yariv Levine was a witness as well. So, I mean, it's not that he was the only witness in this case. Um, it just uh, gives Netanyahu a card to pick on, which is great for him, but it's completely uh, baseless. Um, well, thank you very much, Ben. Um, I think for a podcast on Netanyahu, there's probably no better person uh, than you, and I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you for having me. That was Ben Kaspit. His new book is The Netanyahu Years. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you can find more from the Israel Policy Forum on our website, www.israelpolicyforum.org, and find us on Facebook and Twitter. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you.